Warning, the He Said, She Said podcast contains adult themes and mature subject matter. Those under the age of 18 probably shouldn't listen to this podcast. With that said, listener discretion is advised. She arrived at the podcast world the same way she arrived from the womb. Alone. She spoke from her heart and even made a classy friend along the way. So we are going to be talking about lesbian relationships today. They laughed. <laughs> What's a food? You can smash all night long, Tara. <laughs> they cursed. It doesn't matter. But most of all, they kicked ass. If you thought season one was a bumpy ride, you haven't heard anything yet. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to season two of the He Said, She Said podcast with Tara O. Oh my God. What is this? This show is all about relationships, marriage, kids, friends, co-workers. It's time to let it all out, then bring it right back in. When it comes to this stuff, she's been through it all, ladies and gentlemen. This is He Said, She Said with Tara O. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another week of He Said, She Said. And I have a new co-pilot today. We have got Ed Florick, or better, probably better known as California Ed, in studio with me. We are going to talk about anxiety today. You want to say hi? Yes. Hi. <laughs> hi, everybody. Um, thank you again for having me back on the show. I guess that's a good thing. I'm, I'm happy. Course. I guess I did a good job last time. So Yeah, we had a lot of people actually comment on that episode. Oh, so. great. Well, thank you. I'm really happy to be back the second time, invited back. And, yeah. you know, I'm excited about this uh, this episode here. This is really kind of an important episode to me. So I'm kind of glad to, you know, that we're talking about something like this. Yeah, I'm on the same page with it. I mean, I have experienced it in my life and I think it's important to talk about, make people feel like they're not alone in it. Exactly. And that's kind of like how I feel about it too, is because you know, it's like, you don't want to, you know, sometimes you kind of feel like, I don't want to tell anybody that I fight anxiety, mm -hmm. but you know, we shouldn't be having to fight this by ourselves. Right. And it's there's pretty common. Yeah. And there's still so much stigmatism on people just, you know, like hiding it and then you're fighting it by yourself. And I just want people to know you don't have to fight it by yourself. You can find people to help you. And there exactly. are people, there are people out there that, you know, help you. I've been lucky to find a few friends that understand what I go through mm -hmm. with it. And, um, and it's, a t it's tough. It's just tough to kind of fight it alone and not be by yourself and have people understand it. Exactly. But, um, Casey ditched us this week. She's on vacation. So, Oh, oh no, she's a turd. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> she, she works really hard. She deserves it. So hi, Casey. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for letting me fill in. Yeah, and you know, I, I feel like this episode has given me the chance to do research and to learn, and I'm I'm just thankful that you had the idea of this. So, um, I guess we'll go ahead and start out with the Smasher Pass game, because that just seems to be oh, our I routine love this. these days. I like this game. This is Okay, fun. are you ready? I, oh my gosh. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, they tuck a napkin in their shirt when eating. <laughs> Wait, 
Okay, so you say smash means you agree with it. Yeah, and pass and is pass like, is no. Mm, that's not. For I want to smash because you know what? <laughs> Bef- if you notice, my shirt is a little bit. I wasn't planning to wear this t-shirt because I spilled mustard on my other t-shirt, and uh-huh. I didn't realize the stain didn't come out. So putting a napkin on your shirt makes sense. So I'm going to say smash. Yeah, I'm pretty messy too. I usually at the end of every day I have something on me. So, I mean, yeah, I'd probably smash. Um, what about habitually avoids eye contact? Pass. Me too. I cannot stand that. I feel like if you can't look me in the eye when we're talking, like I get looking off. You can't just stare at somebody. That's awkward. But, um, like, why? It makes me feel like. They're hiding something. Yeah, you're not being real with what you're saying or something. Yeah, or they're, you know, sometimes they could be hiding. I mean, to me, they could be hiding something, you know, because you can tell a lot about somebody's by their way their eyes look, you know. Yeah. So, I, I think, yeah, definitely pass. I agree with that. Um, how about they're a 10, but they constantly misplace or lose things. Um, smash. (laughs) It's fine. My poor husband. He, I think he just follows me and kind of watches where I lay things down. Because I'll be like, oh my gosh, where did I put this? And he just like picks it up. Like, you know, like that's just something normal he does now. (laughs) I kind of do that, you know. Um, Like yesterday, I totally did not know. I had, did a run over at the Walmart. Mm Mm-hmm. I came back, I walked into the house, I put everything away, just kind of got on with my day, whatever it is. I went to go outside later in the afternoon, and I had left my keys on the doorknob. <laughs> I've done that from, before. Like, it must have been four hours. Like, thank goodness you didn't go to bed with those in there or something. Ah, uh, some, you know, my keys. I mean, they could have taken my truck. They could have, right. like... like yeah, but uh, yeah, I realized and I was like, oh, so I, I, yeah, so I would say smash. Yeah, I can, I can probably get past that. Um, they're sweet, but they constantly complain. Pass. Me too. I don't I like. I can't. Yeah. It just feels negative and I don't like it. Yeah, too much. I mean, you can, you can, it's okay to complain once in a while, but if they're like constantly complaining, mm-hmm. it gets a little old. No. Right. I agree. Uh, squeezes into clothing that is too small. Pass. <laughs> How do you feel about skinny jeans? I hate them. <laughs> I, you know, I am so glad I never got on that trend. Yeah. In, in California, it got pretty popular. Have you seen the meme? It's like, um, it says something about guys after their 30s trying to squeeze into them and it's a dog. And he's got like these little bitty skinny legs and this oh, big huge torso. I've seen I've seen pictures like that. It makes me laugh because it's it, so true. It's horrible. It no. is, I agree. No. Um, always has to have the last word. Pass. Same. Um, insist on face to face conversations rather than phone calls or texts. Pass. I like combination. Well, okay, wait, 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 wait. Let me make sure I understand this. They will never talk on the phone or text? Um, let's just say like if it's if it's 
something that has a little bit of weight to it. They're like, oh, no, we'll talk about this in person. Oh, no, then I'll smash. Yeah, that, that, yeah. I thought maybe that's all they wanted to do is just face to face. I'm like, I talk on the phone. I text, I guess. I'm not a big phone talker. I think because I do it so much at work that like once I leave here, I mean, I will like, obviously I have some friends that live off or whatever and I'll talk to them, but it just, it's not my thing. It's not my thing either. I mean, I'll catch up with people mm-hmm. and I kind of know when the conversation's over with. Right. Yeah. And I kind of like end it. I know like when I call, call and talk to you, usually like I'll just give you the highlights of what's going on. Yeah. And then I'll be like, okay, well, have a great day. Yeah. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Same. Um, let's see. <laughs> this one cracks me up. Carrie's a lint roller and is always trying to de-lint you. <laughs> I'll smash. I mean, that's that's innocent. I mean, I had... What if it's like compulsive, though? Like, they're just rolling you. <laughs> they care. I, I, I would still smash. I mean, I, I had chihuahuas, and I, I have lint rollers, and I had to have them because, you know, the dogs just got... You know, in fact, I think I have still dog hair on this shirt <laughs> that I'm wearing. Um, but no, I would say that's fine. Yeah. I could probably be okay with it. I mean, I might like shoo them away if it's ridiculous, but you know, that's whatever. Um, loves to cook, but they burn everything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, I'll smash that. I, that's fine. They're trying. They're trying. The thought is sweet, but I might just like, Encourage them to let me cook. Yeah. Um, no, exactly. Or like help them, maybe. Yeah, but the thought of it is just, I think it's nice if they try, you know, and they're trying. And Would you go ahead and eat the burnt food? Yes, I would. I would, too. I'm I would. so bad at being rude about those kinds yeah, of things. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I would still. You know, as long as it didn't really taste bad. Yeah. I mean, burnt food, I mean, there's some things that are good that are burnt. Like, I always like macaroni and cheese like you know how that's like on the edges of those pans and it's a little bit more burnt yeah i always like to take that so it's a little bit you know it's not like burnt really dark but it's just got a little crunch to it a little bit of a crunch and (laughs) i kind of like that yeah um my last one they always watch out for ufos at the what (laughs) they watch out for ufos like they're obsessed pass yeah, it's kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah. There's so many things. I mean, I'm not like against anybody doing that, but there's so much more to the world, you know? <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm just too tired. I just want to take a nap, you know? Yeah. I'm like, like, there's movies to watch. There's, I don't know. I mean, I would pass. Yeah. I don't know. Like, if, if you want to do that in your spare time, sure, go for it. But don't make me have to look for them with you. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even know where to go. I wouldn't either. I mean, I'm not really, I don't really pay attention to it, I guess. I mean, you know, so I really don't really, I guess I never really thought about it. So even if I met, if I knew somebody that was into it, I'd be like, maybe you have to tell me about it. I don't know. 
Maybe maybe there's something that we don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe we need to learn. Maybe we need to figure out. Maybe what, we need to start looking. Yeah, maybe we need to find somebody <laughs> who's looking and ask them what's what's the draw? Because <laughs> maybe we're missing out on something. I don't know. We could be. But I would still pass. Yeah, <laughs> I think so too. Um. All right, let's dig into this anxiety thing. Um, I was thinking we could kind of start with uh, how it manifests in some different ways and the different types of anxiety. Um, when would you say that it started happening for you? When did it show up in your life? Um, I'm going to say I started really getting a lot of it was when I was in college mm-hmm. taking exams. That's kind of when I really started, you know, that's, you know, because when you're in college, that's kind of like the only thing you really worry about is passing exams. Yeah. And uh, I would go into the class and my hands would be sweaty, you know, and I always felt like I didn't study enough, even though I did. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I would say in my college years is when I had it. And it wasn't really bad, but it was very isolated. I exactly knew when, you know, when, when my anxiety picked up. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it was after a relationship, after a bad relationship, and um, I didn't really know much about anxiety. So it would, I knew that I didn't feel right. Like I would have the, the racing heart or, um, you know, sometimes my hands would get sweaty or I'd be out of breath or something. And I'm just like, what in the world is happening? And then um, later on, I actually, there were just some things I hadn't dealt with. And I started having panic attacks and I had heard about these and I thought, come on, people, you can control this stuff. No, no, you can't. It just happens and you're just there with it. Yeah. And it's and once it starts, it's, it's a little scary. It is. Yeah. And especially like if you've never felt it before, mm-hmm. it's it's not fun. It's Mm-mm. it's it's you can really feel by yourself with it. Oh, definitely. And um, I also feel that, I mean, one of the reasons why I'm kind of glad about that we're having this podcast is, is, is I don't want people to feel like they're alone. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's okay to, you know, tell somebody you trust, this mm-hmm. is what I'm experiencing and don't hide it because I feel talking about it helps a lot. Yes. I think that the support and the talking about it, um, what are some other ways that you think that uh, people could be? supportive like what can they can they do for you during that time um well there's always that one where the one thing that i don't want people to do is just shake it off yes that's the worst thing you can say you just need to stop feeling that way yeah or go outside and get some sunshine and you'll be fine yeah and i'm sorry that does not work right you know i mean get an extra sunshine or you know, it's so, and the other thing is, is that I think, you know, my problem is people pressure you to do something, you know, you don't want to go do something, you know, like I can't go to this concert because there's just going to be a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's going to be too much for me. And the people really pressure you to go. Mm-hmm. They just, you know, and that could put a lot of anxiety on you too, right there. And even though like, it's anxiety, but it also kind of drifts into your other parts of your life too. Yeah. So it can make, you know, your day-to-day functions that day just be miserable mm-hmm. because you're just stressing out about 
this concert coming up on Friday that you got pressured into. Yeah. So I think friends should be supportive and understand. Maybe ask you about it, what you're experiencing, how they can help you. Just exactly being, being yeah. wanting to know more about it and understanding, I think. Is, I have a really good friend. And being of, patient. Exactly. I have a really good friend of mine. And um, the bull riding event came out to California. And I love bull riding. Yeah. You know, I just, I just love it. And uh, it was playing over at the, uh, one of the, the centers down there in middle of Los Angeles. And I'm not a big fan to go down to the city. I just, I dread it. I don't want to drive down there. And luckily my friend, um, you know, who understands my anxiety, he knew I really wanted to go, but he knew my anxiety really would be like, I don't want to drive there. It's going to mm -hmm. be crowded. We're going to have to wait in line. I don't even know where we're going, you know. And we got the tickets, too. We got the free tickets, too. And so he says, you know what? I'll drive. I'll drive your truck. We'll go down there. We'll stay as long as you want. Okay? If you if you get there and we're like, no, I don't want to do this, we'll turn around and get back on the freeway. Aw, that's a good and, friend. Yeah. And so what I did was is we got there. And I said, okay, well, let's just go inside. You know? And we got in there. And as I did each step, I was like, oh, okay, I can do that. So I think you just got to have to have a friend to be willing to go through those steps with you. Yeah. And that's hard to find. That's really hard to find. Yeah. People that haven't been through it do have a hard time understanding. Yeah. Um, but I kind of went down a rabbit hole. I, I wanted to talk about these. Um, so there's, you know, the physical symptoms, the, the rapid heart, the trembling, the shortness of breath. Um, Another one that I experience is when I've had a day full of anxiety, like I am just so tired. Like if, like I physically need to sleep, it exhausts me. So um, then there's the emotional symptoms, you know, the worry and fear and irritability, um, difficulty concentrating, all the things. I know when I'm dealing with anxiety, I get super irritable, like like overstimulated. And I'm just like, okay, you've got to give me a little bit of space here. I got to got to get it back together. But um and then there's cognitive, which is like the racing thoughts, um excessive concern about things that could potentially go wrong, um difficulty controlling your worries, overthinking, trouble making decisions. All of that. I just bring these things up. Um, I researched on it, and I think that it's important to know that it's it's in all different forms that people experience. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about are what causes it. How do you get anxiety? Um, what 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 do you think? Um. Well, what I do, what I did when I discovered my anxiety is I had to write a list, you know, I, it was suggested that I write a list of triggers that started my anxiety just to try to better understand it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, mine, you know, my anxiety, it kind of manifested in being in large crowds too. So I'm not really big on being in large crowds anymore. I'm just, you know, but when I was younger, it was taking tests or it was going to an interview. Mm -hmm. Okay. That, that's like, and uh, like, as you mentioned earlier about the racing thoughts, that's, 
you know, so once my anxiety kicked off, I didn't have, you know, I would, my brain would just be racing and I would be excessively worrying, you know, and it could be like, I have this interview on Thursday, you know, and uh, I mean, we're all, you know, you're always worried about an interview because it's important because you want to do a good job on it. Right. And uh, so that's kind of like, it, it's different for different people. And what I did is I kind of had to like write a list of the triggers of everything that that caused it, you know. And uh, once I understood the list of the things, then I kind of had to explore like, okay, well, I can't get around this. Because I think a lot of the anxiety comes from things that we don't feel like we have control over. Mm-hmm. That's kind of for me where, you know, if you don't have control over this, I'm going to be anxious about it. And yeah. then I'm going to have racing thoughts. And then I'm going to be obsessive over it. And I'm going to overthink it. And then you go down that anxiety rabbit hole, mm-hmm. you know, and you're just like, it's, it's like you don't know what to do. And it's, it's really about, you know, that's kind of how it starts for me, at least. Yeah. Um, some other things that I found, too, um, on the, the interwebs. <laughs> um, the WWW Worldwide West, the Western or something like that. World. There you go. Uh, genetics. It can be a thing in your family. It can be passed down. Um, your brain chemistry, the imbalances, you know, the chemicals in your brain. Um, childhood, childhood adversity, like being neglected and abused and just trauma, traumatic things. Um, personality traits. I didn't even realize that that would be, you know, the perfectionist. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I yeah. About I thought that. that was interesting too. Uh, medical conditions. That's a big one. That's, yeah. that's a huge one. Cause you know, and, um, everybody, when you're not healthy, it's very tough. Yeah. There's a lot of worry. Especially, um, I talk about my son being type one diabetic all the time, but as a parent, Trying to learn all of that. There's, you know, calculations for everything he eats and dosages and all of that. I know that, I know it was overwhelming for him and he had anxiety about it, but I was so afraid to mess something up. You know, I think, I think medical is, can be a big one for everybody involved. You had mentioned the other day that working in, in a hospital, that you've seen people come in you know, with these panic attacks and stuff and that you've kind of been able to talk them down. Yes. So how do you so, go about that? Yeah. So this is what I call grounding. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, this helps me personally too. You know, this helps me personally and I've, I've used it to help other people too when, you know, they're going, when they start to go through a panic attack or their anxiety level goes through there. So with, the way grounding works is, is you kind of have to focus on three of your senses Mm-hmm. Okay. At the moment. Okay. So you sit down, it could be you, you sit down and it's best if you can go outside. Okay. I mean, if you can't go outside, you can do it inside and you're going to focus on three things. Um, your scent. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you smell? Where do, what do you smell? Your sight. Focus on something like in the distance, up close, but make sure you focus on one thing. Don't go focusing on, you know, a whole bunch of different things. Kind of just try to focus on like if you're outside let's say you see a flower blowing in the wind so focus you know do a sight on that the other one is feel okay so if you're sitting outside and you're sitting on a wood bench 
feel the wood bench, okay? Mm-hmm. And then from that, what you do is you try to just focus on just the energy of that. Like, so if you're, you know, like for me, what I do is sight is always the number one thing for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, I always try to focus on a, like a bee or a flower or an animal in the distance. And I just watch it move and you just kind of watch it move. Okay. And that tends to help because it tends to kind of slow down the process a little bit because all of a sudden you're kind of like putting a roadblock in yeah. your mind on that. And it could be different. I mean, some people use candle scents, like, you know, they can go, you know, grab a candle and, you know, you don't have to light it, but just smell it Mm -hmm. and start smelling it. And, you know, like they always say, a good scent is lavender. It's very relaxing. Yeah. You know, and then it could also be feel too. You know, you can go and focus on something, feel like, like there's been a number of times, you know, just petting a, a, a pet, like a dog or a cat, you know, and just feeling the fur. And when you're feeling that sense, like, feel it just understand you know just kind of feel the texture and and just kind of think about the movement and and you want to kind of focus as much as you can on what you're touching yeah and uh that kind of helps because what you're trying to do is you're trying to have your brain focus on something else just shut down all the things that were correct and that's kind of what i've i've i always try to do you know and i do that i mean for myself personally you know, as I just call it grounding. Yeah. And I focus it. But for me personally, it's always, I always end up really, you know, I do the three things, but then I always end up focusing on, like, I, I, I always end up focusing on an animal. Like, it could be a bug. You know, it could really be a bug walking. You know, I think I've done a spider where I've watched a spider walk across yeah. a wall, you know, and um, it helps you slow down. Yeah. I like that. I think that's really good advice. Um, hmm. Some other ways that I read that are good is like uh, deep deep breathing, like meditation. Yeah. Um, I've been trying to do meditation. It's really hard for me to push all the other things out, though. I'm not good at meditation. <laughs> not either. I've I've done the breathing exercises, mm-hmm. and um, I mean, I'm not saying they're bad. They just don't work for me personally. Yeah, I, I think if you can get to that point where you can just kind of for a lack of better term, just kind of dumb out. <laughs> like Just, you know, stop all everything else. I think that it can be really good for people, but I just, I, I'm working on it. I'm a work in progress. Um, another one is jogging uh, or any kind of exercise, but for me, it's jogging. That is my time where I try to go by myself and not have any interruptions and it gives me time to process things and uh, maybe not even think about anything. Just just my time to chill. And I I found that that's really helpful. Uh, you know, not the process of getting in shape. That kind of stresses me out. But once I'm there, it works. <laughs> Jogging's tough because it's always the first mile that's the hardest. Oh, yeah. And then once you get past that, then you can go. Then you're good. Yeah. Um. Another thing is preparing. Like if if you have a morning routine, uh, laying the kids' clothes out or knowing what you're going to make for breakfast, just anything that you can do to help you manage your time and make it run more smoothly, I've found to be very helpful for me. That I totally agree on. 
the yeah. routine routines are you know as bad as they sound some people like don't like routines they like spontaneity mm-hmm. but routines really do help you I know think so and you know writer writer deals with a little bit of anxiety and i've i've found if he if routines change up on him it kind of sends him into a tailspin like he's a little little extra that day you know but um I think that having you time is super important too. And my husband is wonderful about letting me do that. You know, if it's going to have a drink with a friend or going for a drive or whatever, he's, he's been really great about, yeah, I've got the kids. You just go have you some time. So, um, and like we said before, support from your family and friends, I think. I can't stress that enough. You know, it's just, Really, don't be afraid to reach out to the people that you feel like you can trust and and tell them. Yeah. Because I don't want people to feel like they have to fight this alone. That's why I'm talking about it today. Right. It's because for years, I, I don't want to tell people because you feel like you're weak. Because, you know, yes. being a guy who has anxiety, you know, people think you're weak, you know. But I now that I talk about it and tell people I have anxiety, and people who come up and say they have anxiety too, I feel that they're strong. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, for you to A, come up and talk to somebody about your week, you know, I have this thing, that takes a strong person to do that. It really does. And I think there's a lot of a stigma of people are embarrassed to have to take, not just not just anxiety, but depression or being bipolar or anything like that. People are embarrassed to have to take medication for it. it and it's... They shouldn't. I think what's more embarrassing is having these things and trying to fight it and you're just going crazy instead of, you know, medication is not bad if, if it's to, to help you be to better. Help. Yeah, it's just like any other medication. I mean, you take blood pressure medication. Exactly. You it's, take cholesterol medication. You know, some people have imbalances, you know. Yeah. I'm not a doctor or professional or like that, but, right. you know, I mean, definitely always go and talk to your doctor. You know, but it's it's understandable. You know, it's 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 just not anything to be embarrassed about. It's just something you have to deal with. No, it, absolutely, and I feel that it takes a strong person to talk about it. I agree. Well, Ed, I think on the topic of anxiety, that about wraps it up for me. Did you have anything you wanted to throw in there about it? Um, no, I think you covered everything really good. I mean, the only thing I can really stress too, and I think you mentioned it was. Nutrition and drinking water. I oh, mean, yeah. one of the things that I also, like, I, I, I was certified as a, as a search and rescue uh, person when I used to go backpacking up in Yosemite. Um, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to have a little extra training mm-hmm. of, you know, being able to deal with if I encountered something. And one of the things that I found was is when people are lacking water and heat, they can have panic attacks. And so I would say, you know drink water i mean don't drink a lot of water but i mean just make sure you're you're hydrated mm-hmm. you know, you're staying hydrated because um that's how people get lost in the wilderness is people who are lack of water they're hungry yeah. and they start to panic and then you know and i've seen it firsthand where people were like they thought they went down this trail and they got turned around and they end up really going in circles yeah. And that happens a oh, lot. Yeah. So I would say nutrition and water. Just make sure you're you're hydrated all the time because you know being dehydrated can cause some anxiety. So yeah, well I think that's good. Um, so I'm pretty excited about this. You have a game for me. I do. 
and it's called Actual or Made-Up Country Song. It is, yes. It's Actual Country Song or Made-Up, and you got to tell me which one it is, okay? I've, okay? I was really excited about putting this together. I feel like, um, unless you go like super old country, I feel like my country game's pretty on point, so hopefully I'll do good. Oh, this is this is fun. <laughs> I gotta be, but I have to be careful because I might sing a couple songs. <laughs> so That's okay. I, I might have to be in a straight face. So, okay, number one. I left my girl in Kentucky. She was in my heart, or was she? And this is a title of a song or just like some of the lyrics? The lyrics. Uh, I'm going to go with, I think that's a real one. Fake. (laughs) I made it up. (laughs) That would be a great one though. Okay. Work your fingers to the bone and what you do, you get bony fingers, bony fingers. (laughs) Um, uh, you made that one up. It's real, <laughs> real. Believe it or not, this is a real lyric from a song, "Bony Fingers" by Hoyt Axton. I, yeah, I don't know who that is. Okay, maybe I am not as fresh on my country. <laughs> but it's funny. I mean, the title alone is just that is "Bony funny. Fingers, Bony Fingers." I can't yeah. imagine being in a concert and hearing him say that. But yeah, they will sing about anything. <laughs> The next one. I'm the son of a third generation farmer, been married 10 years to the farmer's daughter. Okay, I know that one. That's a song. (laughs) That is real. (laughs) From the International Harvester by Craig Morgan. Yes. Yeah. Brought her a bottle of beer. Before I knew it, she was calling me dear. Hmm. It sounds like a song, but I don't know why I feel like that's a made up one. It is fake. Okay. Nailed it. (laughs) You nailed that one. Like the crops need the rain, she's my honeycomb, and I'm her sugar cane. Yeah, that's a song. Yeah, that's real. This is a real lyric from the song, Two of a Kind Working on a Full House by Garth Brooks. Yeah. Baby, take a ride in my truck. When you fall asleep, you won't want to wake up. Fall asleep in my truck. Baby, take a ride in my truck. When you fall asleep, you won't want to wake up. Uh, I'm going with made up. Right. Fake. <laughs> it is fake. Nice. Baby, you know I love you. Come on over here and let me show you. Ew. It's, um, it's fake. It is fake, yeah. Hey, look, I'm getting good. All right. (laughs) And I can take you on a ride on my big green tractor. We can go slow or make it go faster. (laughs) (laughs) When you just speak the words, it sounds made up. But that one is, that one's real. Yeah, it's a big green tractor by Jason Aldean. That's actually one of my favorite songs. (laughs) I like that one, too. Cold beer on a Friday night, a pair of jeans that fit just right. That's a song. That is a song. It is a Zach. song from Chicken Fried by the Zach, Zach Brown, Brown Band. Band. Yeah. yeah. I love that album. I, I do too. That's a song that doesn't really get old to me. No, it doesn't. Yeah. No, it's a good it's good to good tune on it. I love my nation, I love my team. That's what America means to me. That's a song. Fake. Ah. 
I was thinking about that because yesterday was the 4th of yeah. July. I started to say it sounds kind of patriotic. I like it. I love it. I want some more of it. <laughs> that is a song. <laughs> <laughs> Tim McGraw. I like it. I love it by Tim McGraw. Mm-hmm. And the last. Okay. Okay, here we go. We drum got roll. Drum roll. <laughs> Let's go fishing on a Friday night, beer after beer, feeling just right. It, it really sounds like a song. Fake. It's a fake one. <laughs> okay. We are pretty good at the fake one, sir. <laughs> that was fun to put together. That was fun to play. Well, guys, I think that wraps it up for today. And thank you again for coming in. It's always a pleasure. Thank you for having me again. I'm so happy to be back again. and Just enjoying Elk City for a bit, huh? I am, yes. Yeah. Well, we'll have to do it again. And maybe next time we'll have Miss Casey with us. K-Swiss. Anyway, have a great week. Bye. All right, that's going to be a wrap for this week's episode. If you'd like to submit your questions, you can email me at terraospillthet at gmail.com or you can text your questions in at 580-225-5665. Catch you later, teabags.